Hello and welcome to Theoretically Theatrical. In this series, we peek behind the curtain and explore the world of performance. Today, we're speaking to Percy Brown, an American actor and podcast host, about the business of acting. Thank you very much for coming to speak to me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Not at all. Um, So would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself for the benefit of the audience? Yes, I am the most charismatic man in entertainment, Percy Brown. Uh, I am an actor, represented actor, uh, podcaster. I host the Prince of Fresh Air podcast, available on like eight different platforms. And, and uh, you know, I'm just very excited to talk to you about my passion, my career, and hopefully, you know, the audience can learn something from my journey. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, so how did you get into acting? You know, so I got into it in middle school, Um, you know, during my, you know, my generation, uh, Disney Channel shows, uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Coney, Hannah Montana, Corey in the House, you know, I grew up in that era. So I used to watch those shows and I was very intrigued by them. And then uh, I remember I had a conversation with a teacher in 2010, Mm -hmm. uh, eighth grade, and I was trying to find a high school to go to. And I remember they were saying, hey, you know, I remember you did a play a couple months ago. Maybe you should, you know, give it give it a try because it was something I really wanted to do. So I went to Urban Assembly for Performing Arts in New York City and I worked with Epic Theater Ensemble, uh, who's won an award from Michelle Obama in 2013. Um, and, you know, I got to I got to work with BET. I got to meet professional theater actors and they brought in guest uh, actors from TV shows. And I learned scene study. I learned acting technique. We did a lot of Shakespeare. That was basically our foundation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I learned so much. And, you know, just the praise that people were given, uh, you know, how they, they felt the character, how they felt my presence, how they enjoyed the shows. Mm-hmm. It kind of it gave me a positive light to continue doing it. And so from then I went to St. Bonaventure university, graduated in 2018 with my BA in theater. And it's been 11 years since. That's amazing. That's such a, that's such a lovely thing that you were so passionate about it as a kid. And so many people, I feel like they're told give up on those dreams or not, if, if not in quite that language, they're told to be more realistic. And it's so lovely that that dream wasn't squished out of you. Well, let me let me not say that. I you know, I've had a lot of I mean, even to this day, I know um family, some family don't see it as a real job. They 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 think it's just a creative space, you know, something you do in your free time. Oh, you should be a lawyer, you should be a doctor, you should do mm-hmm. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I understand it. It is a tough industry, but I knew since I went to high school for this, in that moment in eighth grade when I made that choice. It was something I was going to put 100%. I was going to be invested in. And everything since has been tailored to that. You know, my schedule has been tailored to acting. Uh, every school activity was acting. And it, it's one of those things where you want to tell people, I understand you have goals and aspirations for me, but I also have aspirations for myself. And it's important for me to, fu- to fulfill it and not feel empty because I'm trying to put on, you know, pursue a dream that you want me to do. So it it happens. And I mean, it's one of those unfortunate things where a lot of people don't see, see it as a career until you start making the big bucks, but you have to hang on and continue moving on with it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, that, that's that's very, very true. Also, why is it with parents and grandparents, it's, it's only doctor or lawyer, no other careers exist? <laughs> I think it's the old school mentality. I think it's the old school mentality. I, I yeah. couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You mentioned that you have worked in both New York and L.A., and I wonder, did you notice any, any differences for working in those two places? Oh, big difference, big difference. And it's funny because I, I have these conversations with uh, uh, buddies from back in New York mm. where it's, it's completely different. Uh, New York is more theater. It's more mm. theater. I mean, you, you can find theater opportunities everywhere, uh, off-Broadway, on-Broadway, um, and it's tailored to that. Now, there are TV shows filming. I do know a couple working actors in New York, mm. but out here in LA, this is where the studios are. This is where you see... Uh, you know, this is where Marvel is. This is where DC is. This is where all the big movie studios, Paramount. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to go to a couple of them. And it's it's one of those places where you have to, if you really want to pursue a career in entertainment, TV and film, this is the, the place you want to be because it's you're in the heart of it. And so, you know, unless you're, you know, you have the luxury of flying out for an audition, mm-hmm chances are it's gonna be tough and i you know i i was just having a conversation with a a good buddy um for him because he's been working for a long time and he has the credits you know he he made money doing it he's fortunate where he can fly out here whenever that opportunity arises but a lot of people don't have that position or Mm -hmm. have that 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 resource so i tell people if you really want to pursue a career come here it's more competitive because more people moving here for that, for that dream. But mm-hmm. this is the place you want to be. So if you need to go to an audition, you don't have to worry about, oh, how I'm going to get there. And now you got to turn it down because you're too far. So mm-hmm. if you want to make this a career, come to L.A. And if you want to do theater, go to New York. Right. So it's, it, it's not so much a difference of, of the opportunity. It's a difference of, uh, of, of uh, what kind of work you want to do. Right. Absolutely. And I, I had a conversation with my agent when, uh, when I first met with him and I was talking because a lot of my credits is from theater, you know, cause I've been doing theater for eight years, mm. um, before I made the jump to TV and film. And he was saying that, yeah, it's one of those things where I, out here in LA, it's not theater is not looked upon the same as in New York. Mm. Now, it does look better because it shows that you have training. Theater is a lot harder. Um, because it's just, you only get one show or, or I, I say everything is live. So you don't get three redo, uh, retakes. You don't get five do overs. You're going to have to do your job, right? So it looks good, but it's not treated the same way as in New York where mm-hmm. all they really want you to have that theater experience, because mm-hmm. if you don't have the experience, then how can we trust you and such a, especially if you're going to audition for Broadway, they're not going to cash you if you don't have any experience. So it's tricky to navigate, but I still stand. New York is the place to be for musical theater, theater in general. And, uh, and LA is just for TV and film. It's interesting that you say that TV is, uh, is easier and theater is harder because you're right. You do only get one take, but I'm kind of addicted to an audience like an audience right there. I love, yeah. I love that energy. I feel like a mythical creature, like, oh, yes, give me your energy. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I, I have over thirty credits uh, in theater. A lot of it Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and there's nothing better than when you hit that stage. All those people there, man. It's it's one of those things where you can't compare it. it you mm-hmm. know, to be able to perform in front of people and see their reactions and see their energy and feel the vibe. Like when people, when you can just hear the, oh man, this is good. I, I got to get the popcorn. I, I'm looking forward to this scene. <laughs> it, nothing compares to it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I love theater. And for me, unfortunately, I kind of had to put it on the backside the last couple of years because when you transition from theater to film, completely different acting. So mm-hmm. It was one of those things where, you know, I had a personal uh, acting coach back in New York and it took me a while to understand it, you know, because you get so used to presenting for people that for TV and film, you're not presenting for people, you're presenting for the camera. So you can't be loud and proud and, you know, prop, you know, just yelling to the world It's more subtle, it's more human. And it's one of those things where I, to be quite honest, I'm still learning and it's one of those uh, mediums where, of course, they're both in the entertainment industry, but they're two different things. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people forget that that is two different training techniques, mm-hmm. uh, two different approaches to them. That's fascinating. I, I remember the famous example of that was um, Laurence Olivier and Marilyn Monroe. You know, so Laurence Olivier, absolute king and star of, of theatre in, in Britain. And then Marilyn Monroe, just the, this absolutely amazing performer in film and the camera loved her. And then the, when those two styles crossed for one movie, it was an absolute disaster. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where you have to be real with yourself. You know, I was in denial about it for a while. I always thought, oh, I, I can do it easy. And then when I look back, you know, the other day I was looking at, a couple of self tapes I did when I first transitioned and I look back and I'm like, I see why some people said it was horrible because it was terrible. And it's one of those things where you have to be honest with yourself. Everybody don't know everything. Tom Cruise would not say he knows everything. So be honest with yourself. If you need help, if you need training, go get it. There's nothing wrong with that because even celebrities are still fine, you know, uh, fine tuning their skills background work a lot of people every a lot of people know what background work is and the reason why they say don't put background on your resume one it makes you sound good right when you say you know i appeared on game of thrones oh <laughs> word oh let, let's bring him in and then it turns out no you're just the guy given you know the, the lead a soda that's not <laughs> acting so and a lot of people do it it's unfortunate but a lot of people do it and i, and I know people who've done it and I just look at them like, you know, you've been doing this for a while. I think you should know you shouldn't be doing this anymore. But it's one of those things where people, you know, in an industry like this, everybody's trying to be competitive. Everybody's trying to look, make themselves look good that they forget. These people will research you. If you say you're in the episode or a TV show, they're going to look for you. So, and then mm. comes back, the production company never heard of you or they did hear of you. Oh, he was background number 550. It's like, oh, so you lied to me. And then you break, you know, you break somebody's trust doing that. So, hey, if you want to tell that to your family, friends, of get course. Ahead. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you go into the casting office or you meet with agents and you tell them that, just know you're getting turned down and, you know, don't be surprised. I've had my fair share. When I first, when I first transitioned, 
I did background. And luckily, it kind of worked out uh, in some ways where, you know, I got to meet John Voight um, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other um, actors, famous actors. And I remember I actually made the cut in some scenes. So, you know, I got a dance on one. Uh, actually, no, two of them. Um, I think it was Tell Me a Story on CBS and uh, Love and Hip Hop uh, mm-hmm. on, I think, VHL. Mm-hmm. And But it's not something... At the moment, yeah, it was cool, but I realized that don't mean nothing because I don't, I don't have no lines. Yeah, I might look good, but it, I'm not the I'm not the main part of the scene. Nobody's looking for me. They're looking for the main actors. So, you know, it's funny. I, you know, I, I laugh about it all the time or when people say, "Hey, I think I seen you in that one scene." <laughs> like, yeah, cool, but you know, I kind of just like that. That nah. You How know, could you not, funny. darling? I'm fabulous. The camera just loves me. <laughs> uh, you know, I I tell people, look, Chris Hemsworth want to be like me. I'm not trying to look <laughs> like him. So, <laughs> oh yeah. What would you say are some of the the key challenges you've encountered, and importantly, how did you overcome them, or how are you currently overcoming them if they're ongoing? You know, so I'm, I have two ones. I'm gonna leave the 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 best one for last. The first one would be losing motivation. It happens all the time, and it's going to tie into the, my 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 next point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard sometimes where you know you're chugging along, you're chugging along, and you lose motivation, or you get lazy, right? So there was a period of time when I graduated from school. When I was back in New York, I was staying with a buddy and his family. We was having great times, play video games, and go out to eat. I always go went to the gym. And I found myself not prioritizing, you know, my acting. Mm-hmm. I was I was more complacent. I was willing to just sit home and play video games all day. And I I went from being on on stage and you know doing um you know classes to just sitting around eating chips, having a good old time. And I got lazy. I went. I stopped self-submitting, or if I did, I only did it once or two, uh, once or twice a month, and that's not nearly enough. So, um, if anybody takes anything away from this, this is a quote that I like to say: "Until you demand did, you're demanding." So, mm-hmm. unless you're Tom Cruise, unless you're Will Smith, unless you're Denzel Washington, you have to demand, right? So, Netflix isn't going to knock on your door. Hulu's not going to knock on your door. Uh, HBO's not going to knock on your door. You have to knock on their door. Um, so that's the first part is being lazy and losing motivation. Because it happens, and I'm sure everybody, I don't care how famous and successful uh, they are, they can tell you they all hit roadblocks. It happens. And the second part is rejection. Mm. It's one of those things I didn't realize how bad it was until I got to this spot. So. When I first started and up until before I moved to L.A., it was easy. I, I was used to being the main character or, you know, co-main. I was always the, the lead actor. Um, and then when I moved over to TV and film, I was still the main character or maybe supporting, but in a bigger role. So I was never, you know, a guy that just said one line. Right. Mm-hmm. And now where I'm at now, it's it's completely different. You know, when you audition for Hulu, uh, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Amazon, and McDonald's, and when you get these auditions, 
you like, oh man, the money's great. I'm about to book this. And it's a sad reality where, like they say, this business is 95% rejection. It really is. And it's one of those things where I've had numerous times, through, especially with the pandemic, it's like, man, I put so much faith in that audition or that voiceover and I didn't get it. How can they pass me over? You have to also understand this a hundred other people, not even a hundred, a thousand other people that have agents who self-submitted, who were pitched. So it's it's one of those things where you you have to really understand it is a business. And that's something I had to learn quickly. It's as fun. Yeah, you get to act, but when you get to this level, it's much more than just acting. It's a business. So it's not just about me. It's about the overall company. The client has a vision. If I don't fit their vision, they're not going to pick me. And it's unfortunate, but it's one of those realities you don't really experience until you get to this kind of level. So those are my two main ones. I think that leads us really nicely into the next question, which is, you mentioned branding there. How, how do you perfect and go about promoting your brand? You know, so for me, I didn't, I'll be honest, when I first started, and I wouldn't even say most of the time, I, I wasn't aware how important it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just thought it was skill and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then as I started getting older uh, and started getting more entrenched into the business, I realized branding is what you got. Social media, especially nowadays, everything is online. So your social media profiles, your social media presence, uh, marketing, it's all tied together. And you can't go out to a, a, a casting office with a bad headshot. You can't <laughs> have Instagram. I, they're not, they're, I'm not going to say you can't book work, but it looks sketchy when you don't have social media to cast any. Just like, what, what, what are you trying to hide? Why are you not online? Because it's very important for them to have people casted who are willing to engage with the audience or get the audience to come to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I took the initiative to actually start doing it. And then I realized, you know, the hair, the, 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 the trademark sunglasses, there's a lot I can do with that. So, um, you know, I, I use my, my Instagram, my Facebooks, um, and my, my podcast now that's, mm-hmm. I, I, I use that to promote myself, to get my face out there. Mm-hmm. I've worked with uh, big YouTube companies and when I do videos, I make sure everything's on point. I look good. I look sharp mm-hmm. and, you you want to put yourself out there because I always say this, and I was having a conversation with someone. There's so many talented actors out there that we don't know about. And the reason why that is is because they forget the number one tool, marketing, putting yourself out there. You can be talented, but if nobody knows you, then it's hard to be seen. And mm-hmm. in a society now where we're moving to, you know, how many Instagram followers you got? How many TikTok followers you got? You have to put yourself out there. I'm not saying you got to have 15 million, but put yourself out there and be careful of what you post. If you want to post personal stuff, have a separate Instagram. Mm -hmm. Keep your acting profile or your professional profile separate. Because if you audition for a Disney Channel show for kids, Mm -hmm. let's say, you know, the parents go find you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they see you, you know, doing body shots off a, a, a girl at the bar. It doesn't look good. 
and it doesn't look good for Disney. It's like, why you why why is this guy in this kid show and he's doing stuff like this? So again, if that's your preference, if you like to go out drinking and you like to post alcoholic uh you know pictures and stuff, do that, but make sure you separate personal from professional. You have to understand that again, your business is everything. So if casting off casting director see your profile and you just look in all types of crazy, you don't look professional, they're not going to want to work with you because they don't think you take yourself seriously. So have your website, have your, your social media profiles, make sure they're up to date. You know, don't post once a year, try to be active. You don't have to post every day, but try to let people know that you're busy because the, the best thing that looks good is momentum. If you look like all you do is sit at home all day, it turns people away. So, um, it is tough. It's one of those things I had to grow up fast. I'm still a young dude, but a lot of people think I'm older because I, I I talk the way I do. But it's one of those things where if you want to succeed in this business, you have to know this stuff. And the sooner, the better. You're putting content out regularly, but you're keeping it appropriate for your audience. Because I feel right. like, yeah, there's, there's this drive. I have to be producing. I have to be putting stuff out there. But really think about what you're putting out. You know, you, you want to present a really nicely iced cake. You don't want to give them something you burnt in the oven. Right, exactly. And a lot of people don't realize this, but casting directors and producers nowadays are doing this. They're looking at what's going on with this guy when he's off camera because it's very important for the client. You know, you can't have someone who's unprofessional, who who's doing crazy things online Mm. be on a show that's tailored to families and, and kids. It, it just don't look good. And also they have to care about their bottom line. So, you know, if you look like all you do is party, it's kind of hard to take you seriously as an actor. If you don't have not one, you know, photo of your headshot, if you don't have your reel, if you don't have any clips, you mm. want to be busy. Um, so, and I tell people that all the time, make, make your profiles public because when it's private, they can't see you. And they're not going to send you a friend request just to see your profile. So they're looking at the whole picture. You know, you could be a talented actor, but if your personal life is all over the place, it, it don't look good and nobody's going to want to work with you. So you have to be professional. And if you're not going to be that way, create a separate <laughs> profile, separate link, separate something. Keep it away from your career. Everybody's journey is different. You know, mm. there's some people who's been in the industry for years and never booked anything. There's some people like Tom Holland, who he was working, but he wasn't, you know, anybody famous. He was, you know, doing his his thing. And then look at him now, one of the <laughs> biggest superhero stars of all time. So you have to not compare your journey to other people because nobody wears the same shoes. Nobody walks the same path. And take pride in your work. And that's the key part is be confident in yourself without having to compare yourself to somebody else. Do you have any advice for the audition process? So you mentioned submitting yourself, being like making sure that you're getting that stuff. But uh, is, would you, do you have any other points to add to that? Oh, oh, auditioning, auditioning, auditioning. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't care how good you think of an actor you are auditioning is one of the worst parts. Uh, I, I think 99% of people will say audition is the hardest part because mm-hmm. you only get from the moment you walk in the door to your audition, unless it's a callback or a screen test, you only get a minute, two minutes that they're generous. 
So you get a short amount of time to impress these people. It's hard. I'm not going to sit here and lie, especially when you audition for it. Like I said, high companies, big companies, big brand companies, there's a lot of pressure. And it's one of those things where you have to constantly prepare, constantly prepare. You you can't just sit there in your room, memorize the lines and say, I'm done. You have to keep going over it because I'll tell you right now, I remember I went to uh, this same studio I, I go to in Glendale out here in, in California and I had an audition and I thought I knew the lines. It was for commercial. I thought I knew the lines. I was perfect. I was confident and I choked. I choked. It, it, was, it was terrible. Uh, you know, it's one. Of, I mean, I'm sure my agent heard about it and he wasn't happy, but I choked and and I tell and I say that because I'm then in the moment did it suck? Yes. But it's one of those things where it's gonna happen to all of us. It's going to happen. But you want to make sure it doesn't happen often because you don't want to be that guy every time you come into an audition room. You, you don't know your lines, you're you're messing up. If you don't know your lines, don't show up. I really just don't show up because they're not going to want to hear no excuse. I was up with the baby last night. You know, I, I forgot, you know, I was drinking. They don't want to hear nothing. And mm-hmm. especially when you have agents that falls on them. So mm-hmm. when you go in and you bomb in auditions, again, bad auditions happen. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But when you constantly mess up, it don't look good. And now they're questioning how professional or how much do you want this? Because you're not coming in prepared. That I mean, that's just the number one rule, come prepared. So um, auditioning is hard. And I tell people, the more you do it, the better. So even if, even if it's something you don't want, audition for it. Because you never know what they're looking for. You know, I've gotten roles where I'm like, what? They want me? Mm-hmm. It's not because I didn't think I could get it. But I thought there was somebody better or, you know, a different race that they was looking for. So there's a lot of moving parts to it. And I could talk about audition all the time. But the key part of this, when you go into the audition, do your thing, leave and forget it. Forget it. Don't dwell on it all day. Oh, I should have did this differently. Oh, man, maybe I should have said this line a little different. You're going to beat yourself up for nothing because Mm -hmm. there's a bigger picture here. So. I use this example. You you go into an audition for Nike, right? And they cast in the family. You go and read for the son. You could be great, but if the if the parents that they looking at are different race, they might not pick you just because they kind of already have their their mindset about what direction going in. So it's not personal. And it's one of those things where I think a lot of us forget it's not personal. Um, this is a bigger picture here. The casting director might push you and want you to, you know, to succeed, but ultimately it's not up to them. It's up to the client or the production. So if the director, you know, has a vision and is you're not part of the vision, don't take it personally. Somebody else will see you. Um, and I think as actors, we forget that a lot of times we take everything personally and, you know, we criticize everything that we do, which is just natural. But I tell people, go on there, forget it. Uh, well, not forget it. Do your thing, move on, go to the next one and keep doing it because eventually somebody's going to see your talent and they're going to want to work with you. So 
it's very feasible advice as well because sometimes you you ask somebody hey what should i do and they say uh well you got to put a lot of money into it and you go well i don't have a lot of money so you, you know what i mean it's it, it, um, it's really good practical advice which is always helpful <laughs> you know just to piggyback off what you said mm-hmm. I, I get that question a lot from people you know i want to be an actor what do i do how do i start you don't need that much money to start i don't even think you need money to start you know just you know have somebody when you're starting you don't need that $500 headshot you really don't no. just have someone take a nice good picture iphone galaxy whatever mm-hmm. or camera if they have one just take a nice, good picture of you and get experience. You don't have to go to college to do it. Um, mm-hmm. That's a big misconception. I, I'm not going to get into the conspiracies, but um, yeah. it's all about the experience. It's really all about the experience. So I tell people, get involved with school plays. If you're still in school, get involved, start doing them. Mm-hmm. If you're not in school, try to, you know, go to this, a lot of different casting websites, sign mm-hmm. up, um, you know, try to book work there. There's a lot of ways you can go about it without having to spend money or if you have to spend very little. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the key is the experience. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, I don't care how good you think you look, how much confidence you have. If you don't have any experience, don't expect Marvel to cash you in any of their movies, right? And, and I, I say that because I'm an open person, but sometimes you have to be honest with people because a lot of people have expectations that, you know, I did a couple plays and I'm going to be a big star. Eh, chances are not. Um, you're going to need experience and you're going to need exposure. So you can't just do student films all day and expect that Marvel's going to knock on your door. Mm-hmm. Or you don't have any experience and you think a feature film with a budget is going to pick you up. Mm-hmm. So, again, I, I tell people all the time, it's great to be an actor, but don't forget it's called show business is 60% business, 40% talent. So you have to treat it as that. And then when you start approaching it as a business and not just as a project, you'll start to understand how things move. So it's very complicated. It's one of those things, again, I'm only learning this stuff as I go. Excellent. Excellent point. It reminds me of, um, I, read a a really wonderful book uh called so you want to be an actor (laughs) when i was uh, when i was but a wee a wee one and um it was by uh timothy west and prunella scales two performers who i adore respect love they were big character actors in britain and they're married as well which i love it's so cute oh man Uh, even better (laughs) uh, it's just so sweet um and but then they had differing in the, in the book they disagreed a lot which was also wonderful um, <laughs> but they um there's a section where they say now we have different we had different role, ways of getting into acting and timothy west did a lot of work outside of acting he had lots of different jobs he did he did a university degree in something else other than theater but prunella scales she was trained as an actor from the very beginning but the point they made was grab every life experience especially the ones that aren't to do with acting because that is going to help you you channel that experience into your work bringing lots of elements from all over your life is only going to improve your acting ability right and i think that's very important what you said and i i completely agree with them and 
And it's funny because it makes me it makes me think about a conversation I had with someone who was uh, who I went to school with. He mm-hmm. was a marketing major, mm-hmm. and I remember we had a conversation about this, where he said, "Oh, acting is easy," and I said, "Okay, if you think so, um, I'm gonna give you the, this ninety page script. Um, you got two three weeks to memorize your lines, um, and you're gonna have to show up to rehearsal, and in a month or two you're going to have to be ready to perform in front of people. He's like, oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not memorizing all these lines. And, and it's much more than just memorizing lines. And I hate the idea that all you do is just memorize lines and that's it. Absolutely not. It's much more work. It's much more intricate and it's much more detailed than, than just memorizing lines. And even that is hard. A lot of people think they can memorize lines. Okay. Try memorizing it. Uh, a five-page script. Okay, if you can do that, try 15 pages. And when when it comes to movies and TV shows and stuff, the scripts are long. I mean long, especially when you're a main character. You're going to have to know your lines. You're going to know how to... You're going to need to know the cues. You're going to have to understand your character, what your relationship was with other characters. It's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And a lot of people approach acting as, it's fun. I just get to you know, create a character. Well, I will tell you right now, when you audition for Netflix and, and, and Hulu and all these companies, they're not going to just want to hear, I just, you know, I'm just having fun. They're not going to want to hear that because one, did you do your homework? Two, <laughs> why do you come in, in this audition as a game? Now, you can play around with the character. Nobody's saying that, but it's not just the character. It's a reason why they they had this character. So mm-hmm. you had to again treat it as a business. And I I can't stress it enough because a lot of people really don't understand how important it is. You know, if you only want to do it for the art, that's fine. I'll tell you, you're going probably going to be broke for the most of your journey. <laughs> and I don't say that to be you know offensive or anything. But it's much more than just acting at this point. It's a business. Like I said, you know, when you're talking about big money to be put in these productions, it's not it's not just fun anymore. You're a professional. So they don't want to hear, oh, I'm 23, I'm young and dumb. No, because there's a bunch of, you know, 500 other 23-year-olds who are ready to do the job. So mm-hmm. th- that's not an excuse. When you get into this industry, especially when you audition for big companies, you're going to have to put your best foot forward and do your best because they don't want to hear no excuses. They don't want to hear, oh, I had a late night. They don't want to hear nothing. So um, you have to treat it, like I said, as a business. And it sounds, I sound like a broken record, but you have to, that is the most important thing. If anybody take away from this, business, business, business. Where do you want to go next? Where Where are your plans for your career? You know, I don't know. You know, I was I was talking to um, Robert Downey Jr. last night, and uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have an idea where I want to go, um, and I think it's important that you reevaluate your your priorities. So for me, it's it's a little hard with the pandemic because it's it's kind of hard to foresee um, things. But I definitely have a five year plan. I'm not just going every day, taking it day by day. I have a structure. Um, so for me. I know what kind of roles I want. I know what kind of roles I'm open to. Um, so for me, my next step would be 
to book a national commercial. That's that's exactly that's what I want to do. Um, and now I'm doing voiceover and stuff. If I can do that stuff for the meantime, that's what I'll do. But in terms of actually acting, uh, I want to be a, a co-star. I want to, you know, appear in a couple episodes on the TV show um, and then work my way up to either a main spot, one of the main characters, or do more t- uh, films because I see myself as an action star or the anti-hero or the villain. Mm. Oh, those are type. delicious roles. Just, mm, oh, yes. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, just to touch on that too, you also have to be real about the kind of roles you're going to be put out as. Jeanette McCurdy, um, she did a podcast and she was talking about how she used to audition for, um, for bigger roles, uh, you know, not bigger, but you know, bigger budget, uh, movies. Mm. And she would get turned down for a lot of these roles. And then she started realizing that her type wasn't that type. So if you're a nerdy kind of person, they're going to put you as nerdy. Um, me with the, the hair, being a big guy, a tall guy, uh, I'm most likely going to be more in that aspect, the villain, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the bodyguard, the, uh, you know, maybe the fighter. So mm-hmm. you have to, it's, it's, I'm not saying typecasting is a hundred percent real, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you have to be aware that you want to get typecast. So for me, I already know I'm probably going to be typecast into the action which I'm fine with. I know exactly what I want to do. I'm real about it and I've accepted it. Um, so um, that's another key part. I just want to tell people um, have fun doing the right wide range. When you first start the student films, the plays have fun with it. But as you start climbing up the ranks, you're going to have to figure out, okay, what do people see me as action family and friends? If you didn't know me, who do you think I would play? Do you think I play the nerd? Do you think I play Superman? Do you think I play, uh, you know, Lex Luthor? What do you see me playing as? And now we'll tell you your answer right there because they're going to cast you based on what they see. And you could be flexible like I am. I like to, you know, do things with my hair. I like to get creative, but they're going to cast you as what they see. So, uh, you know, that that's my next step is commercial voiceovers, since I'm doing most of that now anyway. And then when the pandemic kind of shifts its way, I want to get into um, being a co-star for a TV show or, uh, you know, being a superhero in a Marvel show. Cause I, I mean, I got the look, I don't know why they, they're not calling me yet. So, you know, <laughs> Hey, I'm sure it's, ha- it's the next thing. Like, the minute this call ends, there's going to be a phone call. <laughs> hey, I told Chris Hemsworth, you better stop playing and go and recast him and put me in Thor Road. <laughs> I guess that, that leads us to, um, and this, this answer will be, like you said, it'll be different for everyone because everyone, they see themselves differently or what they want. What would be your dream role? If you could have anything, what would be the, the, the thing you want to play? Hmm. The thing I want to play. I got to go back to the superhero. I think I have to maximize my look and my skills. And I think playing a superhero, whether it's superhero or supervillain, but in a, in a superhero movie, that would be ideal. Just mostly because I love the themes of the, of the movies. I love the action. I love when you look at these movies, right? Jason Momoa looks like Aquaman. Uh, Henry Cavill looks like Superman. You know, I look like, 
some Marvel character. It's going to happen. I, I, I just know it. I just know one day people are going to see this hair spiked up and mm-hmm. then like, yep, that's him right there. He's definitely playing this character. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that'd be my dream role for sure. I genuinely think you deserve it and you could do it very well. Um, Thank you. One of the most key things you're going to have to deal with is having tough skin because it's going to come at you one way or another and you've got to be prepared for it. So, you know, people, you know, when you know audition, when that casting director gives you that look, you know, it's time Mm. to roll. So Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) it happens to all of us. It's not, it's not impersonal, but you know, it's one of those things where they'll tell you. They may not tell you outright unless you're really that bad. But you you know that look when they like, all right, when is this guy's time over? So, you know. Let's speed this up, man. Your time is over, you know. Wrap this up. <laughs> this has been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And is there, is there, are there, do you have any final points you want to bring up? I would say one final point would be make sure your career is your priority. And when I say that, a lot of people think it's a priority, you know, they're they're auditioning. But a lot of people fall into this, oh, I have to go to work. I may not make it to the audition because I got to clock in. Or, um, you know, I'm going out Friday night. Um, You know, I have to go. When I say make it a priority, don't make any excuses. You have to go to every audition, whether you have an agent or not. Go mm-hmm. to every audition because, like I said, you don't know which opportunity is going to be the one that blows your career up. You never know. And a lot of actors, unfortunately, and I met a lot where they're not really acting. You know, they say they're acting, but they spend more time at work than they do working on their craft. It's going to take a lot of sacrifice to be in this business, a lot of sacrifice. And you also have to put this first. Any any famous actor will tell you they slept in a car, they slept on the street. Not all of them, but yeah. you know they did all these things, trials and tribulations. But the one thing they all have in common is this is what they wanted to do. They didn't care about the parties. They didn't care about the beaches. They didn't care about how much money somebody got. They only cared about this. I'll say this. If there's anything you take away from whatever I said, whether business, anything, make sure this is your priority. Your job shouldn't be. I get it. You got to pay bills, but you can't let your job overtake your career. If you want to be a working actor, you're going to have to sacrifice. So, um, you know, I'll leave with that. So if people want to find me, though, um, again, that's going to be a $5,000 fee. (laughs) (laughs) um you can find me on instagram at mr dot no days off percy um you can find me on facebook percy brown uh you can look up some of my credits on imdb as percy brown i currently don't have a picture up but you'll see same same bond adventure so don't worry about it and uh you can check out my podcast the prince of fresh air is available on anchor is available on all my social media uh platforms and you can search it up on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple. Uh, you know, we're having a good time and we're, we're, we're being productive during the pandemic, which everybody should be. It's been an absolute delight to speak to you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Rosie. I appreciate it. And 
Like I said, I want my five thousand dollars. That'll be in your account. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can hear more from Percy on his social media and podcast. I'll provide a link to both of those in the show notes. If you want to suggest or submit a short story or a subject you'd like us to cover, then contact us through our Facebook page or Twitter and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production. 